Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Well, hello there. Welcome to The Confused Breakfast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Yeah. It's hard to beat the ease of the modern era streaming platforms where you don't even have to get off your couch, but there was something truly special about heading to Blockbuster, picking out a movie by hand, and having the checkout clerk call you his number one customer. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, two dudes who are often referred to as con men, thieves, degenerates, lowlifes, thugs, and criminals. Sean Pryor, AJ Vance, how the heck are you? I've been called all those things, but I still make it through the day. I still spread Christmas joy. I'm here to spread the Christmas joy. We do it for the kids, honestly. honestly. Christmas I think cheer for all here, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, we do it for the kids. It's not for anything else. <laughs> but hey, if we can make a couple of coins along the way, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that to me. What's wrong with that? Well, my boys, on today's episode, we discuss. A Christmas classic from the 90s that spawned one of the most unwatchable sequels of all time. (laughs) A movie voted on directly by our Patreon members that won 55% of the vote over The Holiday, The Family Man, Jack Frost, and Trading Places. Mm. We're, of course, talking about 1996's Jingle All the Way. Merry Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the confused breakfast. You'll get there. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Well, thank you for joining us. If you are new to this podcast, you're enjoying your holiday season, you want more. We're going to be reviewing Jingle All the Way scene by scene with a modern eye, but first we talk about it nostalgically what does it do for us when we think about it from our first watching our first viewing aj this was your group of movies you gave our patreon members to vote on tell us about jingle all the way here's the synopsis guys jingle all the way (laughs) is quite a tumultuous story about a an action star no um (laughs) when i was a kid and we saw jingle all the way i loved it for all the reasons that a kid loves a christmas movie not for the reasons that I would love this movie now, like, you know, why you might enjoy this now. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's, who's Schwartz. your... Schwartz. It's the Schwartz. He's your favorite action star playing in a family comedy. He, he's just going through every, like, slapstick comedy trope mm-hmm. on the planet. It's all frosted with Christmas. How do you not love this as a kid? Who, do, if you were the right age, you you want you asked your parents for Turbo Man because of this movie, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a real thing. So, um, I loved this movie when I was a kid. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. I will go ahead and give this movie um, an eight point 
8.35. 8.35. Sean, what about you, man? This was a staple in the prior family house. Uh, I watched it all the time during the Christmas season. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, huge fan. We'll watch him do anything. Um, Terminator 2 was my favorite movie of all time back mm. then. I wanted every toy that he was a part of, you know. Um, yeah, I love the Christmas aspect. And as we'll get into, I love I love basing a whole movie off of the craze of trying to get a toy for your son or daughter on mm. Christmas. Um, cool stuff. I will give it a 7.7. 7.7. Well, you're nuts. If you if you listened to our episode two weeks ago and you heard me say that I had not seen Last Action Hero, you're crazy if you think that I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, like, I t- dude, I'm 14 years old when this movie comes out. Fuck this. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want Arnold in my life. I don't want a, a kid's Christmas movie about a toy in my life. Yeah. I, I avoided this, and I don't think I ever even thought twice to, to watch this. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got all my other <laughs> Christmas movies. I've never said, I need to watch this one. I need to add it to my list. So I'm a big old N.A. This is my first time watching it. We got to talk to our executive producer. We got Josh Miller on the show today. Yeah, He says, is this the world's greatest, most fantastic Christmas movie? This was an aptly said semi-regularly from, or this was aptly said semi-regularly from Arnold himself on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Looking back, it very well could be. I do recall seeing this in the theaters, was dating the same girl that I saw basketball with, and apparently still hadn't learned my lesson. Guess what? (laughs) Big surprise. She hated this one, too. We probably should have broken up sooner over her awful taste in movies. Joke's on me. Maybe my taste in movies was the problem. Arnold Sinban, Sinbad, how and why was Sinbad a thing? Jake Lloyd before he almost ruined a franchise. Phantom Menace was awful. Yeah, I said it. And Phil Hartman, boy, do I miss Hartman. Sure seemed like it was destined to be a lifelong holiday hit. Do you guys remember Tickle Me Elmo? Is it a wild coincidence that there was a massive demand for Tickle Me Elmos and this movie was about the massive demand for Turbo Man? I mean, it certainly is a coincidence as this was filmed months before the release of Elmo. I somehow managed to get the mentioned girlfriend one, but it sh- but I should have resold it. Hundreds of dollars in 96 was worth millions today, right? How much would it be, AJ? <laughs> How much did he say? 100 bucks, 100 bucks in 96. In 96? A million? Uh, yeah, that's actually it's about one point two three million. Yeah, cool, he's, cool, he's nice. pretty darn close. Idiot, Josh. Wow, dude, you, you've messed up. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I even actually liked this movie that much when I first saw it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I don't think at the time that I liked the comedic Schwarzenegger, except for Twins. I was still much more in favor of the action version. Nostalgic score, 6.2, the same height as Arnold. So <laughs> that, nostalgically, is a 7.42. Uh, and that's really not too bad. You look at our nostalgic scores, that's going to fall in right alone at number 51 on the list, right below Ernest Scared Stupid, right above Uncle Buck. Okay. Is, okay. is how we feel nostalgically about this movie okay all right I but, get it. like we said doesn't matter all in the slightest because we're going to move on and we're going to talk about it modern day so first we got to get sean on all the important details of the movie sean what do you got man produced by jonathan bernathan mark radcliffe and chris columbus written by randy cornfield with a k pretty no- pretty fucking awesome <laughs> lit dude uh music by david oh, newman cinematography by victor kemper he also did uh dog day afternoon Slapshot, The Jerk, Mr. Mom, and Clue. Hey. Oh, wowza. Come on now. 
directed by Brian Levent. Uh, he also did Problem Child 2, the Flintstones movie, <laughs> Are We There Yet with Ice Cube, and uh, The Spy Next Door. Cool. Good Eclectic. stuff. Cast, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, uh, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, Robert Conrad, Martin Mole, Jim Belushi, Jake Lloyd, Danny Woodburn, Vern Troyer, and Curtis Armstrong. Inspired by the craze of parents having to do crazy things just to get their kids toys like Power Rangers or Cabbage Patch Kids at the time, Randy Cornfield got to writing a script based off of this idea. Chris Columbus was on board and did a rewrite of the script, having had similar things happen to him while trying to get a Buzz Lightyear doll for a family member. 20th Century Fox was interested in the script, and they bought it. Brian Levant was hired as a director after meeting Chris Columbus. Levant said he was attracted to the father and son aspect and wanted to enhance more of that angle. Arnold was cast almost right away after the remake of Planet of the Apes was put on hold and after $29 million was set aside for Schwarzenegger's salary, uh, he was named the lead in the movie. Originally, the producers wanted Joe Pesci for the role of Myron, but felt that uh, the height difference between Schwarzenegger and Pesci would be too difficult for setups, so upon suggestion by Arnold's agent, Sinbad was cast. Even though he's done movies with... He did like two or three movies with uh, well, Danny DeVito. Yeah, uh, I mean that's the idea that behind the, twins. That right. was the ploy, yeah. you know. Look at this. <laughs> oh, it's funny because they're different, you know. <laughs> I guess it wasn't really the case here, but I don't know. I guess yeah. it would have worked for me. I, I would have loved Joe, Joe Pesci in this. Yeah. Um, the film shot primarily in Minnesota with such locations as the Mall of America and the surrounding areas of the Twin Cities. Some of the film was shot at the Universal Studios in specific, the parade scene uh, at the climax. The film premiered at the Mall of America on November uh, 16th, 1996, and then had a wide release on November 22nd. On a budget of $75 million, Jingle All the Way made $129.8 million at the box office and spawned one sequel starring Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> like 20 oh, years later, too, no. or something like that. Uh, if you want us to watch and review that, just let us know, because I am excited. Cool. Yeah. All right. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, thanks, Sean. Up next, we got to talk to AJ. He does the research. He gets us all the critical ratings from fans, critics, their critical thoughts, and fanatical fans. And what do you got, man? It's not turbo time. It's tomato time oh, with the time. tomato meter. Gross. You got it, baby. Uh, yeah, that's that's actually pretty accurate too. This is a twenty percent flat. Ooh, my boys, the tomato critic. That is so low. Um, when you're talking about all the movies we've done, that is slightly better than Cobra. <laughs> Fucking unreal, dude. Slightly Man, worse than the Mighty Ducks. People need to watch Cobra over again. Cobra's so good. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. It's so good. Well, this movie's good too. <laughs> Apparently, this one's better. So, <laughs> don't worry, I got your back. Remember, this one was slight. This is slightly better than Cobra, per the critics. I do remember that. Can't okay, remember. All right, thirty-nine percent audiences, uh, but a five point seven on IMDb, which is fifth from the bottom of any movie we've done. <laughs> but guess what? Is sixth from the bottom, Cobra. Okay, cool. So the fans right. like Cobra right. better. Right. Critics do not. All right. There you go. Right. Should be noted this is better per the fans than Three Ninjas. Okay. Okay. Should note that. No, it's noted. Okay. Consider it noted. Um, guys, let's get some uh, the high, highest of the highs. Rajiv coming from the Chicago Sun Times. I liked a lot of the movie, which is genial. 
and has a lot of energy, but I was sort of depressed by its relentlessly materialistic view of Christmas. And by the choice to go with the act, go with action and mild violence over dialogue and plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't like that? Well, that was a 63. That was a 6.3 out of 10. Uh, Owen, Owen Gleiberman. Gave it a 58 at Entertainment Weekly. For all its garishness, thought, uh, though, uh, the film is punchy and fast, and it has an engagingly preposterous cheeseball climax with Schwarzenegger in full Turbo Man regalia zooming through the skies like a consumer king rocketeer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly yes. it. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Uh, I'll give you a 50... Uh, I'll give you a 50 out of, uh, out of 100. Here you go. Real, real views... This is James Berardini. Berardinelli. There, you got it. Nice. Jingle All the Way is forgettable, and that, more than anything else, is why I recommend passing up this holiday offering. 50%, though. 50%. It's 50% worth your time, but I... Which, God, you could view that as, like, there's a there's a one in two chance that you will like this movie. Yeah. Where he's just like... Like, you might not like it, but you might like it. So that's wor- that's worthwhile. I had to review this movie. I don't know. Check it out if you want. I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> I yeah. actually didn't do my job. <laughs> um, 50? <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> Does that sound like I did my job? Yeah. We'll pay you still. You're on our <laughs> salary. We don't care. Guys, the most recent review I could find on this... Was literally yesterday. No, two days ago. <laughs> okay. Dark Lord Grievous VFS. All right. Confused breakfast listeners. Which one of you? Which one of you is out there? <laughs> the people leave. This is a 10 out of 10. This is. The people leaving negative reviews clearly have no Christmas spirit or imagination. This movie wasn't meant to be perfect or realistic, it's a Christmas movie. Having grown up with it, I adore this movie. Obviously, it has some faults, weird things, and story-wise is goofy as, as fuck. But, <laughs> AF. But Christmas <laughs> itself is a goofy religious holiday that ultimately means nothing. So I fail to see the problem. Arnold is great, uh, good humor, and at the end of the day, it's about a dad trying to do good by his son. I think the ultimate message of the movie makes up for any small nitpicks. I will fo- forever love this classic. Okay. There you go. Okay, see? Cool. Uh, this is a nine out of 10. We're just going down the line here. Nine out of 10 full of action, spontaneous scenes, um, said Ronan. Yep. And not, not boring moments. This is for childs and adults with child minds. Question mark. Childs. (laughs) I like, uh, happy emoji. I like (laughs) could have more, more plot and film could be longer. But this movie, which makes for makes for a good mood, um, has the best of the '90s comedy movies with Home Alone uh, as a good pair with it. This kind of movie, they just don't know how to make anymore. Put away your smartphone while watching '90s best classics of the Hollywood comedies ever made. That sounds like AI wrote that. I think you did. <laughs> I like Smiley Face. Turbo Man is absolutely funny and exciting movie, which is so underrated. We're <laughs> more, we need more with this warm comedy style. Generally, how many great Christmas movies uh, are there? This is one of them. So say hello to Santa Claus and Reindeers. 
Turbo Man is here to blast your brains out. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> put, a, put away your smartphone. In the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> When was that written? No, it was re- pretty recently. But. Good Lord. AI, write me a good review of AI. Jingle All the Way. But but to be fair, AI, they probably forced AI to read everyone else's reviews. Yeah. And that's what everyone else sounds like. I just forced in a weird keywords, computer. smartphones, I forced, Santa Claus. I forced reindeer. Google AI to watch Jingle All the Way and then read all of the IMDb reviews of Jingle All the Way. And this is what it came up cool. with. Um, I have one more sounds for like you guys. Yeah, it does. Um, he does just like Ebert. I think that yeah, it's a big, <laughs> big influence on him. Uh, AI Bert. <laughs> nope. Stop. Nope. AIbert.com. Hold on. <laughs> Go ahead. This is a one out of ten. Nope. Emblematic of our society's ills. <laughs> December twenty one of twenty twenty two. Warning spoilers. This is PFFAW. Who wrote this? Warning spoilers. A spoiled brat guilt trips his hardworking dad into practically killing himself to get the toy of the year. Hey, brat, your dad is working to give you a home and many comforts that most kids don't get. Mm-hmm. You're lucky to have a roof over your head and karate lessons. <laughs> Those are expensive. Why is the dad knocking himself out to fulfill the petulant demands of an ungrateful child? All of the all the time the dad spends trying to get the toy could have been spent actually fathering his bride of a child and teaching him gratitude and respect. And what does a worthless mother do all day? She clearly gets her hair done on a daily basis. Why isn't she parenting her, her child? Why didn't she try to help the dad? Disgusting. Shrill consumerism. Someone should write a thesis on how this film is the epitome of everything that's wrong with our country. Didn't you? I think you just did. I think you did. You I did think it, man. You covered it, man. Yeah, it's just not going to meet the word requirement for your professor, but yeah. you know, it's fine. <laughs> it gets the job done. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Well, boys, don't you watch TV? You know it's all a ploy. We're being set up by powerful toy cartels. These fat cats use working class like me and you. They spend billions of dollars on TV advertisements, and then they use subliminal messages to suck your children's minds out. I know what I'm talking about. I went to junior college. I studied psychology. I know what's going on. Then they make a kid feel like garbage because you, the father who's working delivering mail to make an alimony payment to a woman that slept with everybody at the post office but me, <laughs> when you get the toy, it breaks because it's cheap plastic. I'd like to walk in that office, grab him, and just choke him until his eye pops out. Here we go. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so scene one, Jamie Langston watches his hero Turbo Man on TV before his mom, Liz, takes him to karate class. His dad, Howard, is a workaholic mattress salesman who misses Jamie's belt ceremony because he was working late and was pulled over while rushing home. When Howard gets home, Jamie's very upset with him. Howard promises to get Jamie a Turbo Man action figure from Christmas to cheer him up, but Liz tells them they're likely sold out. Even as a kid watching this, and I was super into Power Rangers at the time oh. and all that stuff, I loved those kinds of toys. Even I thought Turbo Man was fucking lame, dude. Right? <laughs> yeah. Especially if you got Power Rangers, like because this is clearly a play on Power Rangers. Definitely. Yeah. Power Rangers is way better than this, right? Like I like his sidekick better than I do Turbo Man. Turbo Man looks like 
Nothing. Yeah. He's got a jetpack. That's what he does in little discs. Is that it? Uh, goggles kind of thing? Whatever. Oh, what he wants? Booster? Booster's awesome. <laughs> Booster's fucking... By the way, have you ever thrown a boomerang? Yeah, it's not that easy. It's the worst. And it's, it's not it's, even possible. It doesn't work. And half the time, it's just dangerous. Because like, you, can, you don't <laughs> control that. You can never get it to come back. And if you do, yeah. it's coming back at like 100 miles an hour. And it's sharp <laughs> and it's spinning. Right. You're not going to catch it like they do in the movies yeah, and the cartoons. Right. No, you don't catch that. This you're not dumb. You're not Crocodile Dundee, okay? <laughs> you're not. You're not Batman, which is a better toy than yep. Turbo Man. You know, it's, yeah. it's just that way. Being being a fan of I Think You Should Leave, as we all are, mm. uh, with Tim Robinson, I always loved the gag of um, you know the, the toilet hole small enough for farts in season one. And the two guys come over and they're jumping on his couch and they go, it's turbo time. I just thought that was just from the mind of Tim Robinson. Yeah. I'm just, oh, it's turbo time. And then I'm watching this going, oh, my God, he got did, it did from he Jingle it? All the Tim Way. Tim Robinson watched uh, Jingle All the Way. He, Jim, Tim Robinson's like Jingle All the Way. God. It's turbo time. <laughs> <laughs> I just like when it when it cuts to, well, I, I do like that they that they kind of went all out on yeah. like the turbo man aspect of it like the the production of it like they filmed all these like fake commercials yeah. and stuff for it and actually built these they toys they made toys right a lot of them yeah like they, i'm sure they're pretty cheap and just made to be right. in boxes you know right. uh but still i like the they they went all out to make this sort of an immersive thing where you could believe that this would be a power rangers type level toy that people would love and that's the way i like i said in the, in the beginning i felt like like I wanted a Turbo Man. Yeah. You know? Like, I wanted that because I saw it, and I was like, oh, it looks kind of cool. Or did you want it because they're like, you have to have this. Yeah, well, maybe, you I, maybe I got brainwashed. You did. Got my brain sucked out as a kid. We talked about in Scrooge how <laughs> at the very beginning of Scrooge, we were like, yeah, we want to watch this. Yeah, we yeah. want to watch these intro fake ones. Last Action Hero, we want to watch this fake movie, actually, that they yeah. made. This is not Turbo Man is not something I want to watch. Not, no. not, not your thing. Well, it doesn't. And I don't know if they were trying to make you be like, dude, this would be really great if this was real, right? Like, are you saying as a kid or right now? Uh, probably both. Probably because I didn't see it as a yeah, kid, no. but I don't think that would have made me be like, yeah. Mm, I, I hope they, like, do you think they were hoping this was going to be such a big deal that actually Turbo Man became a thing? Let's go through uh, Turbo Man's backstory. Okay. And uh, how he met Booster and everything. So Turbo Man was uh, like, let's just say like a lawyer or oh. something like that. Like he uh, was a lawyer and he kind of saw these criminals kind of get away with, okay. with shit, you know. And then um, the justice know, system was failing. Justice him. Justice system was failing him. Like he's trying to prosecute all these bad criminals yeah. and just couldn't do it. Um, and then he has a brother who uh, is a inventor of things and said, and he's you know he's got a jetpack yeah and then uh something accidentally happens where turbo man guy let's say his name is dave dave uh oh, yeah. falls onto the jetpack and it somehow like is permanently cinched to his back hence he becomes turbo man right and he goes to the doctor and they're like we can't remove this because if when we pull it out it'll it'll rip through your arteries so right, like it right. now is a you're gonna have to take this medicine because it'll be permanently in your body now uh, right. and actually you're gonna have to drink pure um, urethane and urine. Like, urine, urine. You're gonna have to drink urine <laughs> your entire life to fuel the jetpack, right, for the rest of your life. But and don't worry, because then you just also urinate, and it goes as fuel into the jetpack. So it's just this constant. You, you don't know, have to fill it up. It's yeah, filtration system. Yeah, kind of the, thing. the 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 Turbo Man outfit comes with a catheter. 
built in. Yeah, yeah. see, this isn't doing it for me. And then how he meets Buster <laughs> is that... Uh, uh, was it Buster? Booger? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Booster? Buster. Booster. Booster. Yeah. How he means Booster is that that was his dog. His actual dog. His golden retriever. And he got some sort of... Uh, uh, Sabertooth tiger serum. Yeah, he got bit by Sabertooth tiger. <laughs> yep. And, and, the, and the thing, the things got stuck in him. So like, you got, we got to leave it. Yeah. Oh no, he got, he got, he got poison. This is not doing it for me. Okay. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I really wear shiny underwear too. I, I really appreciate you going there. But it's just like I don't think it's salvageable. <laughs> okay. Because there's way better things to watch. There's 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 not much that's salvageable about Turbo Man. And you know why? It's because it was modeled after like Power Rangers and just being like, oh yeah, we're just we're, well, let's just like have ex- little explosions and colorful characters. Yeah. And then then there you go, kids. Yeah. And like at this point, um, Jamie's enthralled with this enough, sitting in this house watching this on his belly. Uh, you know, his, yes. his knuckles under his chin. After his... he audibly cheers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because this is how I watch TV. <laughs> Legs up behind them, crossed. Yeah. Yep. The most uncomfortable way to watch a TV that's up there. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't mount TVs back then, dude. They were on the ground. Yeah, they were on the ground in their like entertainment center. That's when like an entertainment center yep. was like as important as having a buffet. Yes. Oh, yeah, you spent <laughs> you know? a lot of money on that. Oh yeah. And it, it would you never be bigger set. than about forty inches because like TVs will never be bigger than this. It needs to be deep, but it'll right. never be wider than forty. Exactly. Inches. Exactly. What do we know? He's dipping right. his fruit by the foot into his chocolate <laughs> snack packs. Yeah. Probably that's what yeah, I did. That's well, that's that's the that's the luxurious life this freaking kid has. Kind of does, right? And my I'm dad saying. misses everything. It's almost like he works too hard and needs to realize the value of family time through the joy of Christmas. It told me everything I needed to know right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, why? I was I was talking to my wife watching this. She had never seen this either. Why the fuck is every single Christmas movie about a dad who doesn't spend enough time at home with I his know. kids? <laughs> this is Sa- the Santa Claus. Yeah. They wanted Tim Allen to be this role. Of, That's true. It's, this, is, this whole intro is set the Santa Claus. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Ungrateful shithead kid. Yep. Dad working hard, trying to spend bond with his kids. Kid doesn't care. Wife's fucking nagging him. Like, and all he can do is try to buy his affections for another like month and a half <laughs> before he throws it. away that toy because he broke it. Ugh. Ugh. I, uh, but hey, I didn't. <laughs> where's the one? Where's the movie about the mom who spends too much time working? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, where's that? Where's, where's where's Mrs. Mom? Let's finally get it. Equal opportunities. <laughs> yeah, I did also have a quest, you know, with all the Christmas movies, like you got Hallmark. Oh, yeah. You just got unlimited Christmas movies that I'll never watch that I'm like, it made me think, how many movies have the word jingle in them? Any guesses? 17,000. <laughs> Any guesses? <laughs> 250. Okay, so I, I counted 28 oh, okay. before I gave up. I like it kept going and I wasn't even including like music videos or shorts. These are TV movies or movie movies. 28 of them. Okay. Oh, Some of the great ones were Jingle Bell Bride, Jingle Bell Princess, Single and Ready to Jingle, <laughs> Jingle Hell and Jingle Smells. Those were some of my favorites. Single and Ready to Jingle is definitely a porn. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You I, know uh, the story of that. You oh. already know what happens there. I oh. She in, goes back to her hometown yeah. 
to be with her dad who just had a stroke and runs into her old boy, but old boyfriend's married, and she's like, but I love him. And Big city know. girl comes oh, back wow. to a small city. And, is, and I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> single. She comes on back needing to get away, and then she happens to run into a her her high school sweetheart ex boyfriend who runs an apple pie farm wears a lot of scarves and uh, yeah and wears like too many scarves even around his ankles. She's a butterfly farmer in California. That's, that's yeah, five o'clock shadow that you yeah. know, it, <laughs> and on any other man would look extremely despicable, but right. this man it's glowing and and like he's a horse almost. Yeah, and the, that that man looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger basically right. from right. the from the neck down. Somebody yeah. out there, please uh, watch Single and Ready to Jingle and let us know how close we yeah. were. Well, I was typing in this movie to research it and uh, the first thing that came up for me was Jingle All the Gay. <laughs> Seriously? Is that also? I think it's like a stage production uh, thing of like uh, like burlesque and stuff like that. Oh, that cool. Era. It is. So, okay. so it's not it an like, actual movie. No, it, I mean, I guess I, I looked at it and it looked cool. I mean, I think that's that sounds better to me than <laughs> single and ready to jingle. I'd rather watch Jingle All the Gay. I'm ready to get my bells jingled. <laughs> that's that's the tagline of of, of oh, single and ready to jingle. Get my bells jingled. It's like Sophia can't wait to get her bells jingled <laughs> <laughs> on Oxygen Channel. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. I, I do think that the you're my number one customer bit is pretty funny. Like they set it up and it pays off with he chats with his wife and he's like, you're my number one customer. It's kind of fun. Like, I, I, I do really like this. Do you, do you think what can let's, let's, let me ask you about this because you brought up the, him going through this, his own rehearsed. Yeah. Like little thing that he does as this guy. How do you feel about Arnold's delivery in some of this stuff? <laughs> I think he's trying like he got paid $29 million. Oh, yeah. like, remember, again, last action hero. I, I may, it might be my favorite Arnold role ever. Like, he might have yeah. just completely been, that could be his best he's ever been. And then we go to this, and I'm just like, this might be the worst he's ever been. <laughs> there are some moments where I really, really buy into his, like, kind of kookiness. There are other times in this movie, like, kind of, kind of like this. Oh, no problem. This 10, 10, not a problem. And we'll make sure that the overnight ship. And it's like, it's like he's going through the motions. <laughs> he's, it's never, like, he's never actually understood what, like, a salesman like has what to do. what a salesman yeah. actually and has to do. Talking, he's like, I, I got it. Because if, if this was an actual sales job on Christmas, like, they're, Christmas, and they're having a Christmas party, by yeah, the way. And it's Christmas Eve Eve is essentially guess, what this yeah. is. Uh, because, yeah, it, it has to be because the next day is Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yes, yes. So it's Christmas Eve Eve, and he's sitting there, and what would actually be happening in the sales world is on Christmas Eve Eve, the day before Christmas Eve, he's taking phone calls like, no, I'm sorry. I, no, I'm sorry that they didn't work out. <laughs> well, I mean, if if somebody peed on him, I mean, I, that's something after. <laughs> no, I totally understand. You know, I want, you don't want to pay for him now. Well, you, they're already delivered. No, that's. Okay, we'll do that. Yep. Okay, America. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's not all positive. It's making like sense. no. It's like oh god. It, uh, god. Okay. Bill's calling. And now it's shit. like oh my god. I don't want to answer that fucking phone. <laughs> yes. That's what this That's actually correct. would have been the it, day before Christmas Eve. It's I I do get you because a lot of his like scenes when he's like on his own and like even talking with Sinbad, uh, or like talking 
with anybody else except his family, I do kind of like. <laughs> All the family aspect of it is really cheesy. It's a little cringe. Really cheesy and cringe. Yeah. Like like when he's, <laughs> I mean, it is still kind of funny, but it's also cringe when he's when he's being like, "Oh wow, this is really cool." Do you wear it like it's this? Really cool. <laughs> 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 um, it's like I can't decide if I like that or not. I don't know. Would anybody mind? I think if there's somebody out there, all I need and all I want for Christmas is that as a ringtone. <laughs> Just him doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is really cool. Oh. Is it going like this? Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I just need that Arnold Schwarzenegger. Bit. I met Jackie Chan once. I <laughs> basically, basically. Son of a bit. it's like is this is the point where it's just like, well, that's kind of racist, there, Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But like, it's it's very funny, but it is also very cringe. The you know what you know what the saving grace and and this, this is the reason why you need to have some comedic giants in a movie like this if you're going to cast Arnold Schwarzenegger. Between him, the, any conversation between him and Phil Hartman, yep. Phil Hartman might be the best part of this movie. I think guys, you're right. <laughs> he, he's he's the best actor in the movie. That's for sure, certainly. And I I just think that, and he was originally supposed to be Myron. I think he I would have yes. loved that. I would have I, I almost kind of would have preferred that. Yeah, they said like when they started doing like line reads and stuff, like things weren't quite clicking, and then he basically read some of these lines for Ted. And it was just like, oh my god, it's just it's so on point, it's so perfect that you need to be Ted. And then they ended up casting Sinbad, like you said. Um, but man, Phil Hartman, oh my god, you're like cookies, <laughs> oh, cookies, um, oh him taking so it to good. that next level is what is is what gives like forgiveness to Arnold's yes, like portrayal. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear? Apparently, I, I do not know if this is real or not. I. I heard someone else talking about this, that apparently they saw an interview where Phil Hartman wanted to know what the backstory of, of uh, what is his name? Um, Ted. Ted. He wanted to know, like, he wanted to get in the character. Like, well, what? why is he single? Like, what happened? What does he do for a job? And they're like, oh, we don't know. So he, like, made it up himself. <laughs> he said apparently, like, he was, like, injured on the job and got, like, a big settlement, which is why he doesn't really work. Yeah. He stays home. <laughs> And he just like came up with all this stupid shit of like, hey, he inherited this business from his dad, but then he got injured and he got a settlement and he had to sell it. And now he's at home and life's way better for him now that he used to be the guy that was always at work and his kid hated him. And then he got a divorce and now he's this cool guy. Yeah. And like Phil Hartman was an absolute genius. And unfortunately, this was this was his last theatrical film release before yeah. his bitch <sighs> piece of shit wife shot and killed him while he slept. God. Like it's it just sucks, man. Yeah, like it sucks. I mean, it, losing a talent like that, it really yeah. does. He like he that whole backstory thing. You didn't need to do that for no. Jingle all the way. No. Exactly. Come man. on, like he went above and beyond for this, and I think he did with anything that he was ever in. I just I love his performance in this so much, and it happens the moment he sets foot on screen <laughs> yeah. on his roof, nonetheless. And he just says, <laughs> or, or not? Well, I guess that's after he gets home. But when he's there and he's filming it. And it's just like <laughs> when he's in the karate class. Yeah, too. He's, in, yeah, when yeah. he's in the karate class, filming the karate class and stuff. And you're just like, God, you're the worst, man. Yes. Like, you do this so well, Phil Hartman. Don't worry. I got it on video camera for you. Hey, sorry about actually missing nice, that. He's actually doing a good work. Honestly, I know. Yeah. 
He is. And it's like he's just and like him just him just constantly being uh like bombarded by the other women <laughs> of this neighborhood. It's like, oh, I baked you some cookies. Thank you so much for coming on over. It's like, hey, and he's just like, Well, we are supposed to get snow tonight, but uh if you want another four to six inches early, give me a call. It's just like <laughs> that's a line he would Shut say. Up. It's like, God, I hate you, Ted. <laughs> I, I have to I have to bring it up because in his karate class, which is it's always karate in movies. It's always karate. Uh, it was the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, my mom is like a six three black belt or something like that. So I know like I could take in, her. in taekwondo. <laughs> But I, no, I, I, I've never no, I seen anything or no like any belt ceremonies be like you have to break the balsa wood <laughs> box in order to get it. <laughs> Asinine. <laughs> it pissed me off. It's pretty stupid. It's pretty stupid. <laughs> like, where do you get those? Why do you have them? How about you just give them the, the fucking belt? <laughs> Well, and, and they God even, like, the fact that he, how, like, how many different belts has he, like, won already? Jeez, too, just that? give him the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. It's like, we already went through the whole thing. Like, we really need this. Your balsa wood box that somebody made, went to the trouble of making. And you're just having to break them on open. Like, that's just not cool. <laughs> I do want to consult the Jarrett Layoff Confused Breakfast actor database here. Um, I, I think it's pretty obvious who the number one is. Arnie. It's still? Arnie. Do you know how many that puts him up to? Six. That's six. Wow. So Arnie is officially kind of on the heels at this point of, uh, I'll tell you our, our current one right now. We've got um, John Candy at eight, Buscemi Ducumin at seven. And now we've got Keanu, Sven Oli Thorson, Mary Ellen Trainer, Dan Aykroyd, and Arnold all at six. Wow. So one of them has to pop up to to kind of officially round out at least a f- top four for now. Okay. How about this? How about who got there first? Oh, we'll have to figure that we out. We could figure that part out I and think have it's our Rushmore. I think it's Keanu. And, yeah, I think you're right. And and then we've got kind of our Rushmore and now we're waiting for that next one to step up. Yeah, I like that. Well, that it is calling a question for me. I've been thinking about this a lot because <laughs> I, I do. I do really like this Rushmore idea that once people get up to that level of they are on the Rushmore, do they kick someone off? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's okay. only four. Yeah. There's only four spots. Okay. But they. But then they can also come back up again. You sure. Know, even if they get kicked out, they can go back up again. It's yeah. true. Craig, uh, we need a Rushmore of do come in. Rick Moranis? Uh, no. It's or John Candy? Candy, Buscemi, DeCumman, and then a, and a question mark. And then question mark, probably Keanu. Perfect. All right. Well, I mean. Get to work on that, babe. Martin Mole, this is his third appearance. Oh, nice. Yeah. So far. And believe it or not, I did not remember this, but Phil Hartman's second. Do you remember what his first was? I thought this was our first Phil Hartman. Kind of a trick question. He was in Spaceballs. He was the voice of the Dinks. Oh, ding, yeah, ding, yeah, ding, yeah. Ding, ding. I remember talking about that. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Like, Phil Hartman? He's the fucking voice of the Dinks. Yeah. Dude, Phil Hartman. Oh, God, I love you. Oh. Uh, well, I just want to say, too, like, he, uh, Arnold was on his way to the karate meet. Yeah. Uh, and Is it a meet? Like, he was probably going to make it if he, if he didn't get pulled over. Is like, <laughs> just explain to your son, like, sometimes cops are fucking assholes. <laughs> not all cops. Oh, no, yeah. not because I was doing something wrong. Right. No. I, he just, not he decided to be an asshole that night, which whatever, you know, I'm not saying. But so, I'm sorry, Jamie. I wouldn't. I was going to be there. 
but I got pulled over by the no, law. No, I disagree. You this fucking is inconsiderate. Arnold, bastard. why don't you leave work on time? Yeah, true. It's it, it really is. All it, of us are following the rules and staying in our lane here. Here's <laughs> quite literally. We're Every, staying here because we know that that's for emergencies. Yep. Oh, you can do that. Oh. Oh, but I'm late for karate. Even if that was a carpool lane, he's breaking the law. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just saying, man. Like, yeah, you're right. Everyone else is staying in their lane. Maybe he should too. So, you know what? There's really not much excuse other than the fact that his secretary even came in and said, I told you to leave two hours ago. Yep. That's it. And then he gets up to Jamie's room and Jamie's pouting and fucking pouting. And, and uh, <laughs> dude can't even decorate his room well. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Arnold, Arnold's just like, hey, can I make it up to you, Jamie? God, is there any way I can buy my way out of being yeah. your dad? Please. <laughs> is there any way I can buy myself out of just the normal responsibility of just being That's a good just parent? Just showing up. <laughs> just being there. I can mean, I just, your mom fucking sucks, so I'm here I am. What can I do? Jamie, if I just gave you some money out of my wallet, would that make things <laughs> How better? About a like, nice Andrew Jackson. That's yeah. yeah, ah. pretty crisp. Oh. Oh, don't forget about Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> do you buy do you buy the relationship of of uh Liz and and Arnie? What's what's his name? Uh Jamie. Uh, Jamie and Liz. Like uh, do we do we buy this? Like is there any chemistry wait, here? The, at oh all? wait, wait, wait. The son or the No, no, the the Howard. husband and wife. Howard. Howard and ha- Oh, sorry. Howard and Liz. Yeah. I thought that was his actual wife. She no, looks just like it does look just like her though. Who that is uh someone's wife though. Um is what it is, not, is it um, Kevin Costner? Uh, uh, no, hold on a second. Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson. Oh, Tom, it's uh, Tom uh, Hanks's wife. Oh, that's, duh. That's Tom yeah, Hanks's duh. wife. That's Tom Hanks's wife. Man, yeah. that guy scored big. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, you see her in uh, when we will cover that thing you do. I mean, just jugs. <laughs> it's out of this world. And no, I think uh, like I actually. So I do really like her performance. Doesn't mean I necessarily like love her character. Yeah. But I think her her performance in this is pretty dang solid. It is. Yeah. And. Um, I think um, the chemistry between them, unfortunately, you don't get much opportunity. You don't know much about their relationship. To really experience much chemistry between them. They're very rarely on screen together. Very much. Yeah. Like they they they're only on screen like two to three times. Yeah. Like three times. Like once at the beginning when like they're finally he's home. And then once at the end when yeah that's uh, and maybe a little bit when he comes home in the middle after his failed trip. oh yeah that's right that's right so yeah like three times yeah and so I, I don't know the chemistry what would you attribute it to though I think it's probably somewhat of like Arnold's performance yeah. to be yeah, honest I, like I hate to say that but yeah I don't know well and like he like he's at, like really not there for his son because he's like I gotta go get to his to his wife I gotta go get the D. Because he thinks that Jamie is so can't stupid. comprehend English like a dog. <laughs> yeah, because he fucking asshole. Because he hasn't had spelling class up to this <laughs> yeah. point. Like he's what the focusing fuck? on karate. He's not doing his schoolwork. Yeah, well, and that that kid's got too much screen time, anyways. He's watching TV constantly. I want to ask you, Mike, what? especially because you hate the kid in Santa Claus. What do you think about this kid's better than a really? Dude. Char- Charlie's the worst. <laughs> There's no worse uh, kid. Any, any chance I can get Mike to go off, dude? I just watched. I just watched Santa Claus again because it was my holiday viewing. Oh shit! He sucks so bad. <laughs> Hurry up, mom! Come back! I don't want to be with my really funny, cool dad who's trying really hard to no, do cool dad. stuff. No, dad. 
And then, of course, I got forced into watching like number two or something like that. And I was like, you're even worse than this. Somehow <laughs> you're old. <laughs> uh, you know what? I just I appreciate number two because thank God your dad's finally getting some. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Because God it. knows your dad needed it more than ever yeah. at this point. <laughs> that dude's been shoveling toys and just just walking around eating cookies and uh, watching people sleep and breathing heavily. And then he finally gets like the opportunity to just finally just let some pressure out. Dude, if my dad would have taken me to Denny's on Christmas Eve, I'd be the happiest I'd kid ever. I'd be fucking stoked. Grand Reg- slam, regular, dude. Regular milk's fine. <laughs> <laughs> regular spot. We're all out. It's like, oh. well. how about you buck up, kid? You're about to get a grand slam. All right. It's like, we're, having, we're having Brenner. Okay. Anyways, jingle all the way. All the way. Listen, if I was Howard's friend, if I was Phil Hartman here, I'd be like, dude, don't go waste your time. Come to my house and let's sip on some Cedar Ridge whiskey. That will make everything better. I promise your son will never remember this. He'll get over it. But the best part is you won't have to go through all this craziness. We can just sip on some Cedar Ridge whiskey, the most delicious whiskey ever made that is made in our backyard in Swisher, Iowa. Guys, we've been talking about them forever, and we are so unbelievably grateful for everything they've done. They took a chance on us back in the day when no one even knew about this podcast, and they're still with us, and that deserves something. That deserves you out there thinking about them going, you know what, that would be, it would be a nice gift maybe for my dad or for myself. It's been a great long year. I need to relax with the greatest whiskey ever made. You might go to the distributor. You might knock on the door, say, you got any? Well, maybe you should get some. And if they don't, you can go to cedarridgedistillery.com. You can order some straight to your door. You might choose that flagship bourbon. If you like craft cocktails, if you like making stuff like old fashions at home, this is the one. I've talked to every bartender I know, and they're like, get all that other stuff out of here. I don't want it. Cedar Ridge bourbon is the only thing I use in my craft cocktails. Maybe you want something neat or on the rocks, then you have to try the American quintessential single malt. It is one of the best tasting single malts you will ever have in your entire life. Award winning, just cleaning up everywhere it goes. Try that out. We promise that you're not only supporting this amazing company that supports us, but you're also getting an incredible, incredible product back. Go to cedarridgedistillery.com. Check it out. Browse. Tell them Confused Breakfast sent you, and you're going to be rewarded with utter, pure, incredible deliciousness. But Howard didn't choose that. He chose violence. Let's see. Scene two. (laughs) The next morning's Christmas Eve, and he leaves the house to go find one after a run-in with his neighbor, Ted. He meets Myron outside of a toy store who's also looking for a Turbo Man. The first store doesn't have the toy. He continues his search in montage fashion and can't find the toy anywhere. I, I had a moment there where I was like, I was like, bro, it is Christmas Eve. What are you thinking? You're yeah. never going to get this because I was thinking with like a modern eye. Like it's never you. You have to order your gifts way ahead of time. Oh, okay, but, but you go back to this era. Like, yeah, toy stores. You could literally w- decide you're going to buy a toy, drive there, buy it, and take it home with it's you. Brick and mortar, man. Brick like, and mortar. That's exactly. all you had the option to do. And like, I, 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 I was trying to find it. You guys tell me if you did, but I could not find it because one of the big things I heard was that some of the holiday craze was based on like the Tickle Me Elmo. 
No, it, this was written before that. It, okay. It was written before there was even such a thing as Tickle Me Elmo, but there was. they said it was based on uh, Cabbage Power, Patch. Power dolls. Rangers and Cabbage Patch. Okay. Yeah, Cabbage Patch in the 80s, then Power Rangers, but then it just so happened that Tickle Me Elmo came out that Christmas. Dude, the, the fact that... The fact that I got some Power Ranger dolls then, or like action figures as a kid, now makes me like almost a little teary eyed. Look, I need to apologize to my parents <laughs> because because I really wanted the Green Ranger and they got me red, probably because they knew that that was my favorite color was red. But I really wanted the Green Ranger and uh, I was upset and I apologize, mom, dad. Aunt Barbie, thanks for working your I'm your butt off. To so get me what sorry I that I was not appreciative <laughs> of getting the bad guy from Ninja Turtles three and not Michelangelo. I'm so sorry. Anyways, guys, I'm sorry <laughs> that I say fuck a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I well, I was just I was just gonna say like that. This is so we we see the videos almost every year. They always pop up on social media, right? Of the craze around like having to go and shop your way through the holidays. You don't get to do it on Amazon. You didn't get to do it on Amazon. You didn't get to like do do the online sales and all that good stuff. Cyber Monday, you whatever. Set aside time to you, go. You had your to parents do it. would go shopping together. Yeah. They'd spend a Saturday afternoon being like, some we got a babysitter. We gotta go we to gotta the mall. We gotta go. Yeah. yeah we gotta go buy these things. You guys I get I get what you're saying, but are these places open on Christmas Eve? Yeah. I mean, they are for limited hours. Oh yeah, this, this there's is like so many people out. And dude, and actually, what I don't understand these weird little plot holes. So like, they're all waiting outside this store. Like, ah, let us in. They get in, but only Myron and Howard are there to find uh, Turbo Man. It seems like everyone seems like, else right? was like banging down the door to get in. But what were they so excited to buy? Like. They wasn't Turbo Man. Also, last minute we need shoppers. Stuff. We gotta buy stuff. And busy parents who just, you know, have had a tough time getting the other thing that their kids want. Maybe. Yeah, dude. I mean, think about if you're a business, you're a toy store in the 90s, you're 100% open on Christmas Eve. And okay. you're damn right you're going to sit and swing your keys yep. like this. You know what? <laughs> Punchable face. Uh oh. <laughs> If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Line them up. Every single toy store employee, manager, the whole movie. whatever, through the entire movie. Line them up. Yes, I'm talking about you, Chris Barnell. Damn. Line them up and that's what you got to do. I, I only want to punch one of them. And it's not Chris Parnell, because Chris Parnell is at least like pretty funny yeah. and does it well. Chris it's his little sidekick. Yeah. The guy, yeah, the guy next sucks. to Chris Parnell. He sucks. Boy, he acts that role really well. He though. does. He's got the way the camera kind of comes up on it, his teeth are huge. Yeah, He's like, yeah. yeah I'm tired like, of him. I want him he out of Chris Parnell, <laughs> good jokes. Love I him. like you. Yeah. But but hey, we even get to the the like later on, the place that had got like yeah. a late shipment. The lottery. The one. guy speaking into yeah. the, the speaky thing. Oh, like, he gets it. He him. needs to get it. And same with the bucket boys. Those Ooh, bucket boys bucket need to boys. get their sideburns punched right off their faces. Um, so I'm telling it. you, they look like they should. They look like they should be a part of the band Oasis. It's not cool. It's true. Willa Willa actually has a punchable face in this movie when she was watching it with nice. me. Nice. Uh, the the bowl cut girl who took the ball, her face. Willa was just like, 
Yeah. Do, does everyone hate that? Oh my god, that's it. This this came up. Oh no. Yeah, my, we have to punch her. In my rewatch of this, I'm not gonna. But Will is gonna. No, like, no. I'm we, not gonna as an adult. Why punch is she the well, creepiest looking child yeah. I have ever seen in my life? I I know exactly what her school photo looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she still looks like this. It, like to this day, they had a tough time distracting that child enough to at least look in the direction of the camera. Her that 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 weird freaking mushroom tip haircut she's got is just the worst. And then she's still got the same fucking overalls on because mom didn't bother to change anything. Nope. That's what her school picture looks it's like. It's her maniacal like smile when she's she knows what she's doing. It's yeah. this. It's it's the it's, it's my ball. <laughs> it's my I'm ball. gonna put it in my mouth. <laughs> Dude, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That, that was Willa. Wow. She pointed that out. Yeah. She's no, like, good job, Willa, because no. I'm punching her in the face and I'm sending that that ball whatever wow. straight down her throat. Yeah, wow. she's dying from just, it. Oh just man, throat strike. Yeah, and it's just like oh. <laughs> yeah. done. This this got weird. Well, happy holidays, everybody. That kid's got a weird future ahead of her. Okay. Okay. So foreshadowing. What, what was Arnie expecting? What's his damn name? Howard. <laughs> Howard. 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 Yeah. What was we'll Howard expecting? Chasing down this lady who got the last Turbo Man doll, like was was he just gonna bargain with her? Like she bought it for a reason, yeah. obviously. Very much Christmas with the cranks moment, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll definitely. get there. I'm, I can't wait. I'm saying, <laughs> guys, I'm saying, like I I think that Howard is at the end of his rope. He is willing to do just about anything. He's got a wad of cash in his pocket. Oh yeah, and it's gonna take whatever it takes to make sure that he doesn't, you know, fall into the trap. That he set himself up for, you know. Sure. He already told his wife. He's he's lied to his wife. Said I got it two weeks ago. Oof. He's lied to his son that I'm gonna get it, like. And he doesn't realize that he's not gonna get this until cor- now. Correct. He thinks he's just gonna go to the store and get it. Yeah. yeah. And everybody starts making fun of him, <laughs> yeah. and it's awesome. Whoa! Talk about Whoa. a late Christmas shopping, huh? <laughs> I got Johnny's. I got one for Johnny weeks ago. It's nestled safely <laughs> under <laughs> our tree. <laughs> Under our tree. Under our tree. Under our tree. Oh, uh, must be something you don't like about you. Some peaceful creatures. <laughs> your aftershave. Dude, did you catch that Lake part where he's talking? Is he's talking is about a- where he's, he's been. I've been studying a family of deer <laughs> down by Lake <laughs> I've been studying a family he, of deer down by Lake Minnetonka. And that goes to his backstory. Like, he doesn't work. Yeah. He, he literally just has time to just do shit for his kid and study family of <laughs> he's deer. He's like going if to nature's send. nature's kind, they'll take him in. <laughs> he's going to send. Liz up to shower because she's working too hard. He's like, oh, mom of the year? Oh, I don't know. And modest, too. And modest, too. <laughs> Sugar cookies, I know. Big on 400 degrees, 12 to 13 minutes. I got it. Okay. <laughs> God, he's so good. He is Let's amazing. Let's just talk more about him. Let's just do all Ted I just all burns like his finger on one of the cookies. He's shut up in there. Put down in there. <laughs> He's like, well, I had some extra lights in the garage, and I figured, what the heck? Why not spread some Christmas cheer? Holy shit, guys. By the way, as a man who does put up Christmas lights in my house, if my neighbor did it for me, I'd be like, you're my best friend. Thanks, dude. Look, you're I, my best friend. I learned I learned this thing uh, in Hawaii, and it's this, and this is how they wave, and you say mahalo, and uh, I'd be doing that to Ted this entire movie. I'd yeah. be like, Ted. Hey, Ted, mahalo. Hey, thanks for uh, filming rule, that. 
so we can watch it back and then putting up Christmas lights for me and then bringing entertainment to the entire neighborhood so that way I can go out and do my late Christmas shopping that I should have done three Thank weeks you, ago. Man. AJ, Thanks, you man. and I combined have gone through nine knees. Yeah. And, and <laughs> someone, do, someone putting Christmas lights up at our house? Yeah. Mahalo, dude. I all, fell, all the I, goddamn day. I fell off a ladder putting up Christmas lights, guys. Okay? That's how I separated NACL. Yes. Put up my Christmas lights. <laughs> oh, but I'm the one that puts the star on top. I want to uh, do it. <laughs> shut up, Howard. Well, I don't Ted is your here, bitch. Is or you're Ted's bitch you're or Ted's whatever. Bitch I don't even know. You are Put Ted's that cookie down. <laughs> one of the best lines. Who told you you could eat my cookies? <laughs> Put that cookie down. <laughs> So good. God damn it. Can we at least... Be- oh, you're crazy. Your wife's cookies are stuff. What do we think about Sinbad? Sinbad. Because Dude. Uh, this this initial first rant of his in the line, I think, is is one of my favorites. Uh, parts of the movie. You, you, Him going off. You have to understand. Like, Sinbad, when it got to be, like, late 90s, early 2000s, Sinbad started really receiving, like, kind of almost like a lot of hate. Like, there was, like, a lot of, like, just, like, oh, it's Sinbad, whatever, okay. Sinbad is an improv genius. Oh, yeah. Didn't he he pretty much improv this whole thing? I'm pretty sure, yeah, I think think he improv just about every single major scene that he was in. He improv this, and then Arnold even got a chance to play off of him, which I think helped his performance at times. Because Sinbad was able to do this role as well as he did. And, And he's got this... Like we talked about, he's at the right height level, right? Oh yeah, for sure. He's he looks imposing. Uh, he's he looks as and, and I think that's also an important thing. You need an imposing figure who's going to be going toe to toe with Arnold, right? Ish, yeah. Yeah, and and he he plays that very well. And his comedy chops. I had to by the I watched this um, um three times, and I didn't catch all the amazing things he was saying oh, yeah. until I turned the subtitles on and yeah. on watch number oh, yeah. three, guys. It's it's brilliant. Like what you had said in your opening. Yeah. Line, like talking about how he's paying alimony to a woman who dude, sleeps yeah. with everyone but him. <laughs> what? <laughs> like only like I'm not saying only Sinbad, but Sinbad is one of the few people yes. who could come in and pull this off. Joe and Pesci's not doing that. It's a, it's a different villain. We would have had a different type of villain. Yeah, it would have just been different. Right. He would have been like Leo been home alone. or Leo in Lethal Weapon. OK. Right. Yeah. Like. And that's how they fuck it. They <laughs> and then you charge it for the minute and then they go with it. And like yeah. that's what would it would have been. But this is a perfect casting to yep. to match up with Arnold. He's yeah. always enjoyable. I like I, yeah, I, I agree. Like, you know, his like what date with the president is he in yeah, that? Date, uh, or one of those. Yes. He's like a secret service agent in one yeah. of those. I, I like that movie. I like him in that. He's he's just always fun to watch. I'm down. I, I love it. I what? think he does a great job, and I think I really do think that he adds a lot to those moments he adds a lot to those moments when he's on screen with Arnold. Yep. The one question I have though is why why is it why is he a postman? The the whole the whole idea behind that just makes no sense to me. He sure. should be working. <laughs> he should. He's literally got all his stuff he's with him. This dude is blowing it off. <laughs> yeah. You're right. He can't he just be a guy that just shows up that's like, yeah, I'm I'm here to I'm here to get one too, man. I think I it, all it has to do is with his added animosity and almost like um, like senileness uh, of the holiday post- season. Oh, you know what it is. It might it might be. I mean, I know that the the ploy is like they're both looking for the Turbo Man, right. but it could just be uh, he is out and about already. Okay, and so that's why he keeps seeing him wherever he goes. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I think that's a great point. Like when he's taking his breaks, he's still driving his truck around, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, or... I, I do think it just kind of adds to that, like the holiday shipping and traffic, sure. like kind of adds to yes. his craziness. Yeah. Think of a postman in the 90s. You've got to, you, especially in a city, you've got to deal with holiday traffic and additional hours of shipping yes per, per, uh, delivering yep. presents and gifts and cards and all this modern jazz. day version of this would be running into an amazon guy yeah or mm-hmm. something 100 like or ups or whatever yeah you're right yep FedEx. or or the caution people were just like what do we do with this character okay all right what do we do so we got this uh we got this uh, mailman hat let's just try that on oh yeah Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's Looks hilarious. It. That's it right there. You know what? I love the things. Yep, with the, it's kind of yeah. fun. Ooh, I want it. Here's a prop. <laughs> you want the hat? I feel like I could wear that hat. Oh man! Every once in a while, I go outside. I'm like, man, my head's cold. I feel like that type of a hat would look pretty cool. Okay, uh, booster costume. Oh, the whole costume. Yep. You want know, Booger's costume? Yeah, Booger. <laughs> Booger's Booger playing booster. First, I wanted the Spanish speaking <laughs> Turbo Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want what is it called? It's the bottle of old frontiersmen or whatever that they share in the diner that'd be pretty cool that oh, whiskey yeah. bottle whatever's that whatever's in there whatever that is try it. i think it's like it's i wish i it's like old frontiersmen or something like that i, I keep on saying old forester but yes. it's like i want that bottle and i want to put it right up there next to like a cedar ridge bottle nice <laughs> nice well let's move on to scene three so ted is trying to get close to liz which pisses howard off and he crashes into a cop's motorcycle after this he heads to the mall america where he loses out on a lottery to get a turbo man leading him to view a secret warehouse of counterfeit toy makers howard ends up in a brawl with the gang barely escaping when the police raid their warehouse i do have to bring it back just a little bit with the with the creepy punchable face kid there is the shot of like he's he drops the ball Literally, literally, and uh, is <laughs> she's down here, and he's like going to the yeah. elevator. There's the shot of like the tracking shot of like her and her like little stroller thing, and he's on his way down, and it zooms in on his face. He's just like <laughs> fucking staring at his target. Dude, it was a really good comedic shot. I loved it. That's true lies. <laughs> yes, that's true lies all over again. I can't remember if true lies was before or after uh, this. It might have been after. It might have been ninety seven. But I, I was this ninety six. Ninety six. This uh, true lies. I think it is after when he is going up. Ninety four, guys. Oh, okay. True lies is ninety four. Ninety four, yeah. Wow. Okay, so it was definitely true lies reminiscent <laughs> because he's going up that that elevator with the gun on the horse, like yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to do that movie. Dude. That is amazing. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Mall of America? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. That was I don't know something nostalgic to me about that place because I went there in like '96. Oh wow, '95, '96. I think it's the only time I've ever been there. But it was a we had just moved to Iowa, so my parents were just trying to find fun stuff for us to do. Yeah, yeah. So we like stayed in a hotel there, went on the roller coaster and yep. the log ride. Like I don't know something. I haven't been there since, so I don't know if it's still. Yeah, cool or crazy, but I, I just I, I love like when Mighty Ducks two they're skating through the mall. It's like I just I like when yeah. Mall of America's in the movie for some reason. It's cool. I, I really I like it. I really think that it's. It, I think it's going to be the last, the final frontier oh, yeah. of of brick and mortar shopping yep. in in the country, if not the world. Like it's got, a there's shops in there, right? Yeah, like, like there's there's still lots of shopping that goes on in there. There and might be a blockbuster in there. What, what's the statistic? Like if you if you spent like ten seconds in every single store in the Mall of America, it'd still take you like two days to get wow. through. Wow, it, it's something crazy like or like thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. 
like or it's some reasonable amount of time to be able to pop into a store, look at something, and then leave. Cool. And if you spent that much time, it would still take you like two days to go through the entire Mall of America. I think it's I think it will be the final frontier of like shopping. And I think we'll probably start seeing more and more of the Mall of America popping up in movies. Even yeah, mm. uh, I'm gonna call that right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be the only place anybody ha- can turn to if they don't want to build a set. For your mall right. s- yeah. setting in your movie, like uh, Stranger Things or some shit. You know? Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, yeah, I, li- I like it. It was always cool. I went there a couple times, did the roller coasters and stuff. Yep. But it is like for the movie, it's the it's the mecca of commerce. You, you know? should have gone there first. Yeah, no shit. Damn. In reality. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. There's probably seven toy stores inside of that. Yeah. Dude, you, you would have you found it at like, you would have found a Turbo Man. At what's that electronics store like Radio Shack? Uh, like yeah, you would have you would have definitely had a like uh, like Radio Shack, or sharper image, yep. or like you know something like there's that. There's definitely a Toys R Us in there. There's probably a KB Toys. KB Toys. There's, there's a couple different toys. Maybe, maybe he wanted to shop local, you know? Oh yeah. yeah and yeah, we yeah. want to remind you this holiday season to shop local. Yes. Please visit our merch store, confusedbreakfast.com. You can get some buttons and some shirts and some koozies. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, I. <laughs> That's that's really good. That's really great. That story. was really well done. Uh, I I honestly think that like I have to think back to like Chris Parnell. I love seeing Chris Parnell in in this uh, in this his role. First of, a movie, by the way. That's right. It's yeah. his first movie. Oh, appearance. really? Yeah. Wow. Like probably from like after or during Saturday SNL, yeah, right? I mean, exactly. And he does a very good job. But the idea of going to the Mall of America, I think, is a is a great option of him just having to run around freaking yeah. everywhere. It's awesome. Meeting uh, Jim Belushi. Yeah. Santa Claus. I didn't know. It took me it took me till he got to the warehouse for me to realize that was Jim Belushi. Love him. I mean, like it's in certain aspects, especially of him like yelling or, you know, just the way that his certain cadences, yes. you can totally see John in it. You oh, know? God, it's yeah. crazy sometimes. But I, I mean, on his own, Jim Belushi's great. I think he's hilarious in this. I, I, I actually really do like Jim Belushi. I think he has a he has such a distinctive voice and delivery like yeah. you're talking about that he's just good at it. It's like, just so good. It's like, ah, you know what? I don't think I yes. really want to do that. You <laughs> it know? was one of my favorites of the, you know, the nighttime primetime. Yep. According to Jim. It was one of my favorites oh, of yeah. those sitcoms. Damn. I like that show a lot. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't you know what? This is such a naughty boy this Christmas. I don't really feel like maybe I don't want to show you this. <laughs> you're just like, God, that is Jim Belushi all it the way. Is. Jingle bells. Batman smells. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should have said so Robin good. laid an egg and, and let, then let him in. And yeah, it should have been a back and forth, right? Yes. Like it should have been a call and response, yeah. but it wasn't. You but get a, a lot of other kind of cameos in this too, like Vern Troyer's Dude. here. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, this is second movie we've done, Vern Troyer. Is it really? Oh, oh, uh, Harry Potter. Yes. I told. Oh, yeah. I don't know if nice. we mentioned that, but he was a he was the he, goblin at the, the Wizarding goblins. Bank. That's right. In Harry Potter, like I don't know if we talked about that. He on the was episode. one of them, not the he, main one. He's the one yeah. who shows them to the vault. Yes, there you go. Yeah. There you or go. is that Warwick Davis? Warwick Davis is the one at the desk. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Just differentiating. Warwick Davis does like three or four characters right, right. in that entire <laughs> yeah. show. But yeah. Uh, and then you who get else? Big Show. Big Show. Big Fucking Show. So the cool. Giant. Paul Wright, yeah. the Giant. Yeah. He. It took me a second to be like. Like when they have the Santa Claus stuff on, you're like, I know, right? Who is that? Deck your halls, bub. (laughs) So good, dude. I will tell you right now, guys. I know it's, I know it's bad, but it got me. And when he punches Vern Troyer (laughs) off of him, (laughs) no. Yes. 
I rewound it a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. I'm sorry, guys. Like, but Nothing that joke, that. that joke, it's the '90s. They okay? put it. They put it in Little the movie. Buddy. They put what it am I supposed movie. to do? Am I not supposed to laugh? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at the the comedy bit they made. <laughs> am I supposed to put a clip of it on X ah. and call people to ban it and cancel it? Correct. Like, am oh. I supposed to do that? <laughs> God forbid I just enjoy it in my own home in the in the private comfort of my own home and then bring it to a public worldwide podcast. Whoa. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yep. my god. Yeah, it's yep. Yeah, and you get you get the cop the cops show up, they fucking raid the place. Did he have to lie here? Did he have to pretend like he was a cop? Couldn't he have just been like, dude, I don't know what the hell was going on. Like these guys told me they had a doll, I came here. It's true. I, I don't know. I feel it, like it was more of a commentary on like his other movie roles and like he because as soon as he pulled out that badge, he he was like in it. Yeah. <laughs> like I could see him. He was in, Carter copying exactly. It. Yeah. yeah. I've been working it. this case for the last three years, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys come in. This has got to be the worst. But like he does a very good job, yeah. and I actually really like that. And I do think I do think it, it it was a it was a good play. Like he found the badge. I think it was a good out it for worked. it. Yeah. It really worked to get him out of To at least get this, him right? uh, so he didn't have to spend time going to a police station Correct. and stuff like that. Like, the, I got to get moving. We could have had the classic, yep. classic moment or cutaway to the bar slamming of him yep. sitting there yes. with the Santas, yes. right? Exactly. And then, and then after, mean, he's like, I'm not with these guys. And it slams. And then, like, he's like, it, then you see all the Santas, like, encroaching on him again. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been super tropey and yep. then finally been like, like, uh, Howard, bye. You made bail. Yeah. That's what we would have been. Cool. It's like, great. And Myron was and the Myron one And Myron was one who bailed him out. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. See, it's like, we could have had that, but, or, or even better. Actually, the only thing that would have salvaged that is that Ted was the one that bailed him out. Oh, <laughs> I want that. Just to rub it in. Yeah, yeah, just like, uh, don't worry, geez, I didn't tell Lizzie. He, he brought a plate of Liz's cookies yeah. with him. For He's him. like, luckily I brought these cookies down to the station like I always do every year. <laughs> so that <laughs> Our boys in blue, they I, love me here. You got to support the boys in blue, right? So we can have our red and green. <laughs> <laughs> I want this movie. Why are we doing this? But I do I do kind of like the commentary. Uh, not necessarily that it's true or not, but I have heard this quite a bit. The commentary of like how a divorce is actually like better for you as a parent. It was crazy this line. <laughs> like, well, and it kind of, and if you think about Dude. it, like it does allow like, the people that you know that are divorced with kids, like they can just be that parent that just showers love and gifts, yeah. and then Ugh. bye bye for three days. You know, it, it do, there's none of this like hardship at home and like, well, I thought you were gonna pick the kid up. Ah, like, no, you've been working late. It's been me at home all night. Like. Yeah. All, maybe you just maybe your parents need to get divorced and then your dad will spend more time with you. I was like, oh. honestly, your parents should get divorced. It did wonders for my dad. <laughs> wow, and it. like he's not lying. No, he's not. And it's not crazy lying. how he realizes that. And already. how much? Uh, by the way, we also never see mom for Ted's family. Nope. No, Ted. Yeah, Ted's divorced. Yeah, little Johnny, little Johnny's, uh, little Johnny's mom's never in the picture. So he's got maybe, full custody. Yeah, he definitely does. There was no question about how they're going to spend Christmas or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, and he brought that reindeer in just ready to be the talk of the town, yeah. the talk of the neighborhood. Is Ted just working his way through this uh, through this neighborhood? Is he just conquesting married women? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It's a cul-de-sac. Yeah. If we know anything about cul-de-sacs, everyone's There's a reason why it's other. called sack. He's, cul-de-sac. Cu- he's sacking this cul-de-sac. cul-de-sac. Yeah. yeah. He, he <laughs> 
cocked. Ted's cocked a sacking this cul de sac. <laughs> yeah, Ted. Cuckold sacking. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, dude. I want to give you the belt, no, but don't, I just, don't do it. No. I don't want that. No, don't do it. Oh, oh man. man. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, no. Cuckold. He just sack. seen. He just see. I think he just sees Liz and Howard as like the ultimate conquest yes, of this. Yes, He's yeah. like, Liz, Lizzie, do it, Lizzie. Can't bench press Lizzie. your way out of this one. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, he, I, I, I just love that like back and forth with with him, and he is he is just the talk of the town with this reindeer. All right, so scene four, Howard and Myron cross paths again at Mickey's Diner, leading them to a radio station that's running a Turbo Man competition. They're nearly arrested, but Myron bluffs the police into backing off by threatening them with a bomb. After his car is stripped by thieves, Howard returns home empty-handed and attempts to steal the Turbo Man doll from Ted's house and disappoints Liz. Liz goes to the parade with Ted and Jamie, where Ted makes a pass at her. Did you catch this weird... Like mm. implying that like postal being a postal worker is like the worst thing that could ever happen to your kid. Going postal, yeah, is what that is. Why they call it that? Yeah, right. But like, they, the Ted or sorry Howard views Myron talking about how his dad wasn't there, and, and now he's a post man. Yeah, he had no. Uh, I couldn't succeed in life because because my dad wasn't there, and then he views his son as a postman. Yeah. Like, Here's to you, Dad. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's actually a pretty noble profession. Yeah. I was gonna say it's, not, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. just, it's a pretty nice profession with a lot of great benefits. I understand, and yeah, I think like it's unionized. I, I mean, it's great in the summertime. You're yeah. walking around outside getting exercise. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I just want to go on the record and say, I if my if Willa becomes a post worker, I will be happy. Absolutely. See, want to go on the record? Yeah, absolutely. How um, are you gonna get your Christmas cards? Yeah, uh, yeah. Fucking idiots. I think um, I'd like to believe that it's just a. Uh, it's just. It's maybe just a reimagining that Jamie is becoming like Myron in this senile, like almost kind of crazy way. But you're right. There is some underlying tone there. And it kind of continues throughout this, especially as we get to like the radio station. Yep. Um, but there, like, you just get Sinbad again, just like, peace. <laughs> you know? It's just like. They battled it out pretty heavily throughout this whole thing, and uh, it's just kind of like for what you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just to have this like reoccurring theme, you know. There, and there's funny moments like when they're running down the street, and he's, I, I can, I am running, I am very happy, I'm running faster than you. Dasha Donaldson does it, like <laughs> yeah. It's, and he's throwing mail out. To like, like, I guess to f- like cut weight. Yeah, That's what I can imagine. It's a lot of mail um, you've got to remove. Just drop your bag. Yeah. In the diner, I thought that was the same diner that like Big Lebowski was filming. It looks just like it, but apparently that's Mickey's in uh, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, it was an actual diner Yeah, then. but most uh, lovable face is the diner worker. Oh, good. I loved yeah. him. I loved him. He's just like a soothing voice. Yep. Like, here's a cop. He's there you go, you know. man. I, loved, I liked him a lot. I actually, my lovable face was the older cop guy with the, the gray hair. For some reason... The one he, that keeps after yeah, him. Yeah, like he's especially cool. when he, he gets his bike gets run, he's like, You broke my little mirror. <laughs> <laughs> he really he invested into that little yeah, mirror. He yeah. liked his yeah. bike, man. Yeah, that he's riding a motorcycle in the wintertime. Like, could, god damn. <laughs> that wasn't covered. Like he didn't get to write that one off. Yeah, exactly. You know? he, Martin Mole. Oh here. yeah. Just a nice little just hey, what's up, I'm Martin Mole. Just disc jockey Martin Mole. Pretty Mole. funny. <laughs> In hey, the typical nineties nineties ponytail. Yeah. Fits it perfect. Who was who was the DJ in Airheads? Uh, that um, guy from that he ran the the radio station. 
That yeah, guy. but you know what I mean. Just that, yeah. that guy. This guy, Martin Mole, obviously runs the radio yeah, station. Yeah, he, he, you know He's what? He's the only employee. I'm pretty sure that they got the outfit for Airheads from Martin Mole's character here. Yes. He's wearing like this vest, like the, I think, and then it's, he's got a ponytail. It's not great. Do you guys feel deceived, though? Michael McKeon. Jesus, Thank what you. is the matter? I'm sorry, everybody. We're well, so sorry. I'm going to cut that whole thing out so you think we were really smart. Yeah. <laughs> who was it again? Uh, who was it? Oh, Michael McKeon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's right, got the ponytail. Great. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not going to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole bomb thing, too. It's like he takes, he got the package or whatever. And he's like, I got this bomb. I got this ah. bomb. And then I was thinking to myself, like, it does, it is an actual bomb. And it goes off on him and uh, Sinbad and Howard, t- uh, fucking Sinbad's character's name. Myron. Myron. Myron and Howard go out. Did you watch this movie? Yes, I did. Wow. <laughs> um, but uh, it goes off. But I was thinking to myself, what if they didn't cut back to the cops? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the, ca- the cartoon bomb yeah, that went yeah. off. Like the black Ooh. smoke in their face. And I was like, what if Ooh, they just did it? That'd be really dark. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want It's that. like, they're all dead now. <laughs> they're dead. They're dead. They're <laughs> dead now. <laughs> And that is a very dark Christmas Eve produced by Joel Silver. (laughs) (laughs) Shane Black and Joel Silver. (laughs) So I kept seeing, I kept reading this fun fact. You know, IMDb, you're like, sometimes you're like, "Eh, what the hell is this? Kept reading this fact about a scene where, you know, he goes out and his cars, his suburban's been ransacked and he gets a ride home from the, you know, and, and in the movie, you get there. And he just gets out of the tow truck, right? Yeah. And he's just home. But I kept reading about this scene where he was inside of the tow truck with the tow truck driver, and they were having a conversation. Yeah. I kept going back and being like, what? Have you, do, have you ever seen that scene before? I've never seen it, though. Okay, so it's a deleted scene. I found it. There, there's a deleted scene where he's inside the tow truck, and um, he's having a conversation with the tow truck driver about... Like his home, how he needs to fix things at home. And she's like, yeah, you know, she says a couple lines to him. The lady that was inside the truck is actress Marianne Mouillonier. Oh, good. She was the one that was, she played the wrong Sarah Connor in The Terminator. Oh, wow. The one that answers the door and he goes, Sarah Connor? She goes, yes. And he busts through the door. Same actress uh, that I thought. They there was no mistake that they put her in wow. that role. Yeah, being Arnold again, you know, yeah. like yeah. So it was a deleted scene. You can find it online. And there's really nothing to it, but it's just a really cool, fun fact that they put her in. The Interesting, truck. yeah. What a fun reference to have. Just a fun reference, and yeah. they said, "Yeah, we'll strike that from the movie." Yeah, that's, <laughs> Thanks for coming, but uh, yeah, that's here's your ten bad. bucks or whatever we paid you. What the heck? What what kind of neighborhood is this uh, radio station in? That that uh, a car can be stripped in what? <laughs> We're going to talk about a max of like thirty five minutes. Yeah, I mean, hello, maybe may less. I've shot somebody and I did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it gets really goofy and cartoony. There's some yeah there, at these moments, like the bomb goes off and they're like, oh no, it's Wiley Coyote. It so is. Yeah, and, and you and, go outside and the trucks t- totally stripped. And then also you have Martin Mole who's like, wait, are you guys under the impression that I have a turbo doll here in the station? Yeah, because you didn't say anything <laughs> otherwise, Martin Mole. <laughs> he says he did, but I didn't hear it. Jeez. Well, I then disagree. He, he goes into uh, Ted's house and tries to steal his son's great move. turbo man. I mean, yeah, yeah, shitty, but great move. I just love that he 
completely fucks everything up, and the the reindeer is kicking his ass, and, uh, <laughs> and he's drinking the grain belt with him. Balthazar, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah Balthazar. Balthazar head comes out the window on fire. I'm like fucking metal as shit, dude. <laughs> that ruled. Fucking metal. I kind of did for another prop. I kind of wanted the life size uh, three wise men in the manger <laughs> yeah. that he's gotten. In, that Ted's got in his living room. He's definitely a religious man. I know yeah. this for a fact. He's got his nice manger set. Like honestly, at this point. I, I I think the only justification that uh, that Howard really needs is well, you're trying to steal my wife. I'm gonna steal your kid's toy. Hey. Yeah, fuck you. Hey. I'm cool with it. That's it. I think that's it. What are you talking about? I'm not trying to steal your wife. I'm just here when you're not. It's like okay, all right. And then we do get his underlying. He yes. does make a pass at her eventually. Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. <laughs> I love her reaction <laughs> yeah. to that. It's like you need a man, a shoulder to cry on. It's just like she's just like, what is going on? She plays that scene really well. She, she does. She's great in it. And, and even Molly was kind of gasping at this moment where they they pull up to the parade and there's millions of people everywhere and they can't find a parking spot and the kids are like, can we just get out and go over there? And they're like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Are we you? don't even know where you're going. But yeah, you go don't ahead. have cell phones. There's no cell phones. There's no child tracking tracer devices. No. Like, <laughs> like yes, see you later. We're going to fuck in this van. We're yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Ted said. We'll Ted's, be in the Turbo Ted's Man thought? section. Yeah. He's like, I'm about to Turbo we'll, Man your mom. We'll be in the section mom. where Turbo Man's going to be. <laughs> what? I'm going to Turbo Man your mom. <laughs> I'm going to jetpack your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm about to boomerang all up in the okay. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're about to turn booster into buster in here. Come on. Come on. Having fun. All right. We're having a good time, all right. <laughs> um one thing before the final scene. The weatherman's name is Gale Force. Gale Force. Get the fuck out of here with <sighs> your awesome humor. Oh boy! But but well, I I, I kind of like it too because like a lot of weathermen and newscasters are known to change Joe it. Winters. Do we got a guy named Joe Winters? He's the best. <laughs> he changed his last name to Winters. Yeah, I mean, and it's awesome. They also they're also kind of in line for like my punchable face. It's just <laughs> both of them. Boy, it's really gonna be a a white Christmas, huh? <laughs> Like they do the paper the paper shuffle thing together. Oh man. They're kind of the worst. This is like Great Macy's, Weatherman name though. Uh, I mean, sure. Sure. What was the what was the lady's name? I don't know. That was something something stupid. Not yeah. So, <laughs> something, something, something non stupid. Something dumb. Something dumb and stupid. Do you did you recognize the guy that was Gale Force though? He's been in a ton of stuff, but like in this era. He was Jackie Childs in Seinfeld. You know, who told you to put the bomb on? Did I tell you to put the bomb on? Really? Like, that's him. Yeah, ja- he, he played Jackie Childs. Can't remember his actor name. Wow. So that was very Seinfeld era in '96. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Probably Damn a nice little horse. like here, go in that. Okay. Well, I don't know. Do you guys like uh, this this whole parade? Uh, are we there yet? Well, let's, let's do it right now. All right, let's final do it. scene. So Howard arrives and is mistaken for the actor who plays Turbo Man and is inserted into the parade. As the real Turbo Man, he uses the opportunity to present the coveted limited edition Turbo Man doll to his son in the crowd. But before he can recognize his father, Jamie's chased around the parade by Myron, who's dressed as Dementor. Jamie's ultimately saved by Howard, who reveals himself to his son. While Myron's escorted away by the police, Jamie gives the doll to him, tells Howard he does not need the doll since his father's the real Turbo Man. Cute. Mm. I, I, he learned. When he's in the van. 
plan with Liz, dude, is like have some non-alcoholic eggnog. Like, the fact that you have to specify that is <laughs> that non-alcoholic. That's creepy. It makes yeah. me think that it is in fact alcoholic yeah. Correct. because Correct. you are one hundred percent trying to roofie this woman. Yes. Yes. Uh, what do you think about seeing like all the other characters in the parade? Like I, I loved seeing the tick. I'm like yeah. I loved the tick back then. It so was, was a like, tight parade, man. Yeah, it was pretty, that. pretty fucking Christmas dope. Eve parade in your town. Come that on. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you get Curtis Armstrong in here, Booger. Yeah. Just a um, weird little, like, here you go, you're done. That guy. Uh, did you know who Dementor was? Who was that? Richard Mole played Dementor. You know who Richard Mole is? No. I he's. I mean, he's in my childhood from he was a uh, bull on Night Court, the tall, huh. super, super tall, bald guy, the bailiff on huh. Night Court. I know he was in a ton, a ton of other things, but that's who I know him as. I thought that guy, okay. um, the Terrible Man director guy, who he's like talking, he somebody? To, talking to Arnold. I don't. I didn't recognize him. I, he reminded me of Jared Leto. Oh, but he was really good. He was actually pretty good. Uh, he's like, he, I, I hear he has some brain activity. That's a good sign. That's a really good <laughs> sign. Yeah, that guy's name is uh, Steve Van Warmer, and the, the big movie. And I remember this movie. Like everyone talking about this movie that I looked really stupid to me. It was called Meet the Deedles. Oh yeah, I never saw it. that, but I remember hearing it, about and it. And it's him and Paul Walker. Hmm. Really? Yeah. And so I'm like, I guess that's next week. I guess we're going to do that next week, guys. We're going to do meet the Deedles next week. <laughs> thank God. Cool. No, like, honestly, I, I now back to jingle all the way. Please. And thank you. <laughs> no, I, I recognize it, but yeah. I didn't know what from. And he's just had he a was lot a, of, he was good. Yeah. He's had a lot of little random uh, character and uh, other little roles, but he was great in this little yeah. role. The cop float has a trampoline on it with a trampoline guy. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Guys, here? I'll tell you what. I just went to um, uh, my little small town's like holiday parade, and uh, you know they got some work to do. This is <laughs> this is this is top notch over here. You can't even throw candy in no. parades. This is bullshit. I know. Well, Wait, you got to go to a small town to be able to. You can't do throw it. candy in parades. What? It's a rule. Yeah, you might you might accidentally hit a kid and then he goes blind and you're like, we should have been smarter and caught the candy. Actually, yeah. candy being thrown is a trigger for me, uh, so I can't be around it. Yeah, I yeah, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know I can't eat that candy, so you just throwing it, yeah. you're triggering me. Yeah, I and can't. that means I can't come to this free parade. Cancel Correct. It. Cancel it. Yep. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, funniest movie moment of the movie for me. Get out of my way, box. <laughs> <laughs> and he hits the box and the box shows flying. That's fun. That Out of my, my way, box. That's my, it should be a new thing. It should be most rewindable moment. That is my rewindable moment. For me, it Out was of my way, box. Vern Troyer. For me, it was, the, yeah, it, it was the giant punching Vern Troyer. For me, it was oh. when when Howard uh, hits Jim Belushi. Yes. And the way he topples over. Oh, yeah. Yes. I can love that. Tonk, tonk. This, this whole, like, this is where whatever hope I had of, like, this movie being, like, a thing for me. A continued thing goes yeah. away. Yep. Goes away immediately when this movie ends. Like this Ugh. whole this whole jetpack sequence, the whole your turbo man goes on way too long. Yep. It's terrible. How much money did they spend on this movie? Seventy five million mil. dollars. And oh. this is what we got. Yeah. It's like it it really does not do it for me at all. You're right. It it goes on so long. It's like we get it. Yeah. He doesn't know how to control this thing. We got it. That is the joke. Got yeah. it. Go ahead. Like, and I get that it's PG and it's like made for kids and like 
I'm sure kids would love to see that. I mean, do did you like this? Was this awesome when you were kids? I don't remember. A, I don't remember that standing out to me. Yeah, no. as a kid, I just liked the fact that it was Arnold as Turbo Man. Yeah, that was it. You and that was like, it. Wow, look at wouldn't it be cool to have a jetpack? You were just. I don't care. And at no point was I like enthralled or laughing my ass off as a kid when he's like when they do the most classic like cartoon jetpack thing ever. <laughs> and then runs the out banner. of fuel. Whoa. Runs out of fuel or something. He's like, no, like, no. Yeah, it's no, literally Wiley Coyote point, or like a Looney Tunes. You're right. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Like there are just those cartoon moments that we and we've talked about it before. You can have cartoon moments where it's almost kind of funny because it's very aware of itself. However, this is not the movie for that. Right. You know, it's it's this isn't a movie to be aware of its cartoon nature. Airplane is. Yes. Okay? Yeah. This is not. And and I get it. Maybe kids thought it was funny because of the sound effects and all that good stuff. In the end, I just cared that Arnold Schwarzenegger was Turbo Man. And he looks bad. He looks, he looks like a Yeah, he looks like he Turbo looks Man. So cool. Like I buy it as Turbo Man, but yeah, but at the same time, maybe just make it shorter. Maybe just make it less dumb. Yeah, like just get it over with. We we understand what's going to happen here. We all know you're going to save. We're going to teach some lessons. Everybody's going to be happy. Oh wow, what a shock! Myron came back as Dementor. Oh. 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 Why and why did he have to go through the hassle of putting on the outfit? <laughs> <laughs> why why not just sabotage well, it? It's so that nobody would stop him because they thought it was part of the parade. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, dummy. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. You, you can't analyze uh, this movie. Well, you have heard, <laughs> you guys have heard the fan theory, right? That this is that this is all in Arnold's head, right? Oh. So like, he's, he's, he's already been divorced, and it's all in his head, and he's just replaying the moments of what could have been if he would have just been given some special powers. In reality, powers. Ted did fuck Liz. Yes. And that and made him snap. Yeah, Myron's not real. Notice right. how he's always around when, like, it's the worst moment for for. Arnold's character, he's just yeah. like not around. And he's just like, uh Yeah. Yep. And then Don and then Don Cheadle shows up and uh. says, I'm an angel and I'm showing you a glimpse of what your life uh. could have been. Uh. Uh. Yeah, that's canon. That's that's that's, that's honestly Basically, the way it, it is. Yeah. I, I, that definitely trumps last week's die hard. 100%. Oh yeah. 100%. No, one hundred percent. Did you with his kids, did you know there was an end credit scene to this? Was that a thing? Well, wait, hang on. Because like he like uh Myron almost kills yeah. Jamie, pretty uh, much. Well, no, I mean, who cares? Who cares? But but still, <laughs> like, he says the line. And he's like, eh, I just wish my dad was here to see me fly and almost get manslaughtered and all. Uh, <laughs> but, it's my, you... but it's my fault. It's Everything's my fault, not my dad's fault. You're like, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually, like, they didn't actually know that was their dad. Their freak of nature, six foot right. two. <laughs> Dad jawline, that you can see everything. unmistakable. He like he, you saw Jamie's drawing in the beginning of this movie yeah. of his family. Yes. That was spot on. Yeah. <laughs> Damn spot on, dude. Whoa, that's our that's our dad. That's my dad. Blowing. I totally couldn't tell behind the slightly tinted yellow visor <laughs> and your voice. Oh, that has changed, but I can oh, still yeah. hear your regular voice. <laughs> they got the voice changer figured out. We made sure to drop that little tidbit before he got into the suit, and so <laughs> make sure Jimmy. <laughs> Jamie, Lizzie, I'll I know, wear this later tonight. <laughs> I know because I'm your dad. <laughs> oh. it's just like, this is like Howard. Uh, Howard. Howard. Oh, oh. I'm about to get my jingle yeah. bells jingled. Actually, uh, we're gonna need that suit back. We're gonna need <laughs> no. extremely expensive and uh, uh, a break breaking through technology. Yeah, it's like. 
He's like, hey, before before I give this back, I got some cookies to go frost. Okay, <laughs> so that's oh what we're gonna go do. I think I don't want to do this podcast. I'm gonna make work. Jamie go hang out with <laughs> fucking Ted's broke ass. <laughs> yeah, so I can go. and then we're gonna open all the windows so Ted can hear it. Yeah, the, that's the, what we're gonna do. The one thing I just noticed though is this is the, <laughs> the type booster of movie. can watch. <laughs> no fuck yeah, she's gonna wear the booster costume. <laughs> No, the one thing that I don't think they troped that they should have troped in this movie was that Ted's kid was supposed to be a dickhead. Yes, it's kid, true, and yes. they didn't. And that kid's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. he's like a really good friend. <laughs> he's a really nice friend. The that only... that they should have made him a total dickhead if this was a true '90s. It's movie. true. Yeah. There was incredible like real animosity between those two young kid friends. Yeah, as they both want to be Turbo Man. You can't fault him for that. <laughs> no. Like, that's very real. And he gets the Turbo Man, and the, the kid's like, hell yeah, you go get that Turbo Man. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. You know what? Stoke You're my you, best bro. friend. What a good friend. Stoke for He's you. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He understands what divorce is yeah. Yeah. already. I've got the real Turbo Man at home. Mom's <laughs> like, yeah, so do I. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, we do. Uh, All right. Uh, dicking down on some Turbo shit. And then it goes, it goes quick. It goes, it goes. Five minutes later, and it's him in bed, and he goes, it was a really stressful day. And to be honest with you. <laughs> it's I very am, true. I'm extremely we, sore. Can we do it tomorrow? Because <laughs> it was just a tough day. He, he is he is literally <laughs> sitting there like, and you know what? Liz probably isn't much in the mood anyways either because she also almost just watched her son uh, nobody, nobody plummet cares. To, her, to, its, to his He's doom. He's fine. And um, it was all part of the show in her mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that kid almost died, like you said. He, that was too close, guys. Yeah. Also, that kid's an idiot for giving the doll to Myron. Because the cops are just going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, you can keep that. Yeah, yeah. And then like, <laughs> and he gets to jail, and they're like, well, I guess we got to take your personal property. <laughs> yeah, we're and one of them's like, that. oh, Bill, you're the one that needed one, right? Because you've been working really hard yeah, yeah. for yeah. Our, our community. Working overtime on the motorcycle routes and stuff. Take yep, that there to you your go. kid. Yep, there you go. Fucking Myron. They just gave it away to him. Um, no. Bad decision. Yeah, that's it. Did you see the end credit scene? I didn't see it. I didn't. You never saw it as kids? No. It makes it, it, it has the audacity to go all the way through the credits, about five minutes of it, and it gets there, and they're at home, and Howard's putting the star on the tree like he wanted to, and it's just a happy, it's a merry, snowing, snowing outside, Merry Christmas, and Liz goes, well, I got to thinking that if you would have done all this for your son just to get him the gift that he really wanted, I wonder what you got me. And he goes, <gasps> and it zooms in on his face. Yeah, because he didn't get his wife. So cue, so, cue the sequel. That is fantastic. Cue, cue the sequel. And Larry the Cable Guy. And <laughs> Ten years later, here's Larry <laughs> the Cable Guy. Yeah, that's that's the end. They thought, without a doubt, that this movie was going to need a, a sequel. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I'm glad we can all agree what Christmas is really about. Getting presents. Yep. It is. That's all. It's, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's literally it. That's kind of a terrible end credit scene. He will Thanks never for, be able to live up to this family. Yeah. They're they're way too demanding. Yep. All, so get all divorced, Jamie bro, wants is, is is toys, and all Liz wants is what Arnold will a new run, bath. Arnold will run through that neighborhood when he gets divorced. Oh yeah. It's going to be awesome yeah. for him. Yeah. Ted's got no chance. Nope. Yep. Once once Arnold's off the market. <laughs> I mean, or on back on the market. Yeah, yeah Ted's got no chance. Nope. Your, Sorry, cookie, your, your cookies don't match up. Don't <laughs> don't don't match up to those pecs. Turbo Man's back on the menu, baby. That's right. Huh? 
Well, boys, we've dissected this with a modern eye. It's time to give it a <laughs> modern rating. We got to start with AJ. What do you got on this, buddy? There are points of this movie that I I still think are hilarious, and I think actually are still very like heartwarming. I think one of the biggest saving graces to this movie is honestly just Phil Hartman and yeah. the am, the amazing de- yeah I mean like the amazing line delivery that you get that you can only get from somebody like Phil Hartman or from somebody like Sinbad and um, I really do I, I I think that Arnold does a decent job I think it was a mild cash grab to have him cast as this person. You could have put a lot of different guys into this role. It didn't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Right. It very easily could have been Tim Allen. It very easily could have been Tom Hanks. It could have been, you know, uh, most, most players in Hollywood at that time. And uh, that being said, I think there's some heartwarming moments. There are some moments that I think get drug out a little too far, a little too long especially even somehow as him as Turbo Man. It's just, man, you really, really built up for like a climax that was going to last like way too long on this. And I don't know. I don't know. I I enjoy it. Do I think it's like top-tier Christmas movie? No, but I think it's fun to throw on with your friends in the background and get the, get the laugh moments that you need from this movie. So that being said, I think I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this a 5.95. 5.95. Shawner, what about you, bro? Uh, completely agree on all fronts. Um, I think it's a uh, perfectly disposable, um, fun time for what it is. And I'm going to give it a 5.3. 5.3. I Guys, I, I just really did not enjoy this. <laughs> I, and even the second time through, I'm like, yeah, I still don't get it. And and it might be a case of one of those movies where we've we've experienced this before, where when you did enjoy it as a kid, we it's it's impossible to fully strip away nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. I, it is not possible. And sometimes when you when you weren't a part of it nostalgically, and you go back and you go back and see it for the first time, you're just like, what were what was anyone thinking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you saw it as a kid, you're like, well, yeah, like. I, Really liked it as a kid. It's not, it's not as good as yeah. it was, but it's still pretty good. Oh, come on, I really like it. Yeah. I, I man, for me, uh, I'm giving it a four point three. It's yeah. it's pretty low. Like I won't watch this again. <laughs> I'm gonna watch single and ready to jingle uh, before I'm gonna watch this. jingle all the gay. Jingle all, I'm gonna let's, watch let's that. Get for tickets, sure, I'm gonna man. buy tickets to that before. Fuck, that would be awesome. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, we got to check out Josh Miller, executive producer. He says, well, now I don't know how to feel. I want to like this movie as much as I remember. I almost certainly don't. I still don't hate it, but it's definitely fallen back quite a bit. This movie encapsulates, encapsulates the 90s and the boomer dad era. By that, I mean he doesn't value his family's importance over himself and his career. Sure, I can get that he could be doing it to provide a good life for his family, but he doesn't seem to help much around the house. He misses a hell of a lot of family things, fully takes his wife, marriage, and kid for granted. It's not said whether his wife works or not, and the entire movie takes place within about 24 to 28 hours on the 23rd and 24th, so she could just be off. 
Taking this movie at face value, though, you get what you should expect from an Arnold vehicle. Average acting at best from him with glimpses of comedic chops. Hartman does exactly what you expect Hartman to do. He has a way of playing a lovable sleazebag. Sinbad, Sinbad was funnier than I remembered him being, but still don't know why he was a thing. <laughs> was, <laughs> was Turbo Man used because they couldn't get licensing rights to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? In Minneapolis, St. Paul, do they really have motorcycle cops out in the heart of winter weather? Dude, right. <laughs> Did you notice how much skinnier the big show from WWE was? Yeah. Is it weird the most punchable face is Arnold? Whoa. Wow. Okay. And who isn't picking Dementor's costume as your prop? Wow, we were way off. Way Damn. off on that one. My bad. You would clean up each year at Halloween costume contests. That's true. All in all, there are at least 9.5 Christmas movies I'll put up as the world's greatest before this one. <laughs> Modern day score dips, but I'd still much rather watch this than The Lost Boys. Wow. (laughs) I think that's my lowest score of movies I've reviewed. I went back and looked, and I gave it a 3.9. Damn. So this is a 4.8. Fellas, uh, that's a 5.09 for us. 5.09. And as a modern day rating, that's going to be pretty low. It's not the bottom. 5.09 5.09 is going to pop in at about number 10, number 11 from the bottom. That is just below Lost Boys, Ernest Scared Stupid, Over the po- over the Top, just above Bad Boys, The Cutting Edge, Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. I Those are yeah. all movies that I enjoy, but they're not Citizen Kane. They're <laughs> 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 not Boondock Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoy this episode. We hope you are enjoying the holiday season. Like we say, get out there, watch the movies you need to watch. Watch your, do your traditions, have fun, enjoy your family, because that's what this holiday season is about. So uh, tune in next week. We're off the, off the Christmas movie train. We are fully in to RoboCop. We're doing it. To sort of end the year, push us into the new year, and following that up is Little Shop of Horrors. Nice. Wow. If you are new to the podcast, go back this time last year, Elf was a very, very fun episode. A little guide for you as you rewatch Elf this year in your season. Point out some little tidbits to your family. Yeah, there you go. I like it. I I love it. I want some more of it. Just like we appreciate and love, want more of you to watch this podcast. Segway. All right. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Sincerely, uh, we hope you have a Merry Christmas and an enjoyable holiday season. We really appreciate you guys uh, leaving us a review when you can, uh, writing us a review. Check us out on all social media outlets. you got to find us there. Just search for Confused Breakfast. It's at Confused Breakfast anywhere. Just search for Confused Breakfast. And by all means, guys, YouTube. We're here on YouTube. Check us out uh, in the studio, having all sorts of fun and doing the visual jokes. And you can read cool shirts like, you know, remember, do dope shit. Just remember. Just remember that. Thank you. Wolfdenwares.com. Confusedbreakfast.com. You can go see our merch. You can get some buttons. You can get some t-shirts. You can get some hoodies. Uh, and then you can go on over to the Instagram of Not Your Father's Beer Shirt and grab an official Steve Kuzer for yourself. All the kids are doing it. Kind of fun. Go to Confusedbreakfast.com as well and see the ratings <laughs> of the movies we've done. See AJ's ratings. See Mike's ratings. And see my ratings. And then see the show's ratings overall. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. I love you. Support us by supporting our sponsors. Use those 
discount codes. Get some cool shit from them. Also, go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Directly sponsor us. Vote on upcoming movies. Additional weekly bonus episodes just for you. Uh, it's a good time. And we are produced by the Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We got Crag on the Crolls. Woo! Crag on the Crolls. I don't Crag know what that means. Uh, and we are part of the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more at cloud10.fm. That's it for us. Goodbye. I'm going to go pick up food for us to eat. Yay. Bye. I told you you could eat my cookies. Put that cookie down. Put that cookie down. down. <laughs> <laughs>With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.